Boost contains adult themes and language. Listener beware. Welcome to another episode of Boozed, where we get supernatural and shit-faced. I am here today with the wonderful Aaron White. Hello. Yes, hello, Aaron. Um, And he is going to be telling us a little bit about the Stanley Hotel. Ooh. Ooh. Insert ghost sound effects. I know, right? Yes. So... Um, Aaron, would you like to tell us, introduce yourself, tell us a little about yourself. Where is A.A. Ron right now? Yeah, of course. Yeah, my name is Aaron. Uh, I live in Dallas. Uh, uh, I, I, I really don't know what you want to know about me personally. Just uh, um, what you do, what you're into, maybe why oh. you chose the Stanley Hotel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, uh, well, I'm a comic book guy. That's mm-hmm. that's my, Lovely. Uh, li- yeah, my livelihood. Yeah. Uh, but the Stanley is uh, a hotel that I went to uh, just uh, about three years ago uh, over Christmas. And uh, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with the Stanley Hotel? Vaguely. You know about it? Yeah. It's like in the, is it the Northwest? Northeast? It's in Estes Park, Colorado. Oh, so no, so, neither of those places. <laughs> yeah, about an hour outside of My Denver. geography is shit. So, no, um, no, it's fine. But yeah, so was it nice, like nice snowy looking? Oh, it's gorgeous! Landscape? It's beautiful. It's it's unbelievably beautiful. Estes Park is just gorgeous, and you're up high, so it's hard to breathe. They're <laughs> they're selling uh, oxygen containers everywhere. Oh. Yeah, so if you know, just you know, thirty bucks, you can just get a, a couple of huffs of oxygen. Just that's crazy. Just to help you out. You yeah, know, just get you through the day. Sure. Yeah, of course, of course. It's like some people use coffee, some people need canisters of oxygen. <laughs> That's just, my oxygen inhaler in my pocket. Yeah, just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, trying to get through. It seems like one of those things like people should not have settled there if they could not breathe freely. Now, now this is interesting. The reason that uh, a lot of people moved to Estes Park uh, in the early uh, 20th century was because it was a dry place and it was great for the tuberculosis oh if you oh, had the right. consumption you either go to the west yes. like doc holiday i'm your huckleberry <laughs> or you go to the mountains for the clean like air Nessie park yeah gotcha that does make sense yeah so uh, uh one of the more famous people that had uh issues with tuberculosis was uh uh freeland oscar stanley of stanley steamer fame oh okay i didn't know yeah so he and his wife, uh, they moved up there because he was uh, sick, and it was recommended that uh, that he go uh, someplace to to help clear out his lungs. He went to Denver, uh, and then on the recommendation of uh, another doctor, so the story goes, he moved to Estes Park. He had a pretty fantastic recovery in the area, was very thankful, uh, and ended up building... Not just a residence, 
uh, for himself, but a larger hotel uh, for his East Coast uh, upper class, middle upper class friends to come out and check it out. So he had presidents come and visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had he had a lot a lot of you know early twentieth century. Now, did he still but, have tuberculosis? Because I don't know if I would like get that invitation and be like, "Yeah, let me come to your tuberculosis hotel." Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I think I think he still did. Like he lived to be like ninety-one. He oh. lived a long time. So he, that did clear the air. Did help him then? Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. So oh, wow. it was, uh, it was pretty effective. Yeah, because you hear a lot of the stories of like, oh, they had tuberculosis, so they went yeah, yeah, out they and the then they died two months yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and so. Yeah, apparently uh, consumptives, and I think that's what they're called, consumptives. Is it, it's Satine, is, right? Is it Satine, oh man, if Satine. only Satine had been in Estes Park, Colorado, <laughs> she might have that story would have been a lot happier. Her and Ewan McGregor might yeah. have, uh, or McGregor. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Ewan <laughs> McGregor. Oh my gosh. Might have lived happily ever after. Oh, the whole Moulin Rouge would have been just a totally different scene <laughs> had they known about Estes Park, Colorado. <laughs> Well, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a travel. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, they built this hotel, and my understanding is that it didn't actually turn a profit till like the eighties. Oh, like it was just like people would come to this hotel, um, and you know, just kind of check out the the scene, the Estes Park scene. And it's beautiful. Like it's legit beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like there was snow on the ground. There were like elk and moose. <laughs> I think that I think like moose is like the the plural of, of moose. It's not meese. But I saw I saw a giant moose. Like it was enormous. No, moose are huge. I yeah, don't think yeah. a lot of people understand. Like they yeah. are tiny, yeah. smaller elephants. I was surrounded by elk at one point. They're very curious elk. It was it was very sweet. I was not wearing the right. I was not wearing boots. I was wearing tennis shoes, oh. which is terrible. Don't don't go out in the cold. <laughs> I'm from Dallas. I don't know better. I'm dumb. And I went out in tennis shoes, and my feet went numb. And then they went, like, another notch beyond numb where it was, like, pain. It was, like, pain numb. So you had hypothermia. <laughs> basically yeah. What you're basically, basically, I got hypothermia. Uh, it was just terrible. I trying to get back to the you didn't haunted like... hotel and, like, read a book <laughs> next to the fire, sobbing. You didn't, you didn't think to, like, stop and buy boots. I did not think. I had no idea. I had no idea. But once uh, you were there, you were like, no, I'll just, this will just I was like, I want to make life. this work. Yeah. I want to make this work. This is going to be fine. I am, I'm a go-getter. I feel like that's a dude thing. Yeah. Like, mm, I'm just going to tough it out. And I did. I toughed it out until, until I lost some toes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. I did lose toes. My but, feet get cold sitting in my apartment to where my big toe feels numb. So I cannot imagine not having oh, the right yeah. shoes. No, I've, I've got that same thing too. Like, uh, that's the best thing about living in Texas is that winter lasts like two months and that's it. Mm-hmm. I hate cold. If it's a hundred degrees every day, sign me up. I'm all for it because like, yeah, the, the least bit of stress, all the blood leaves my extremities. It mm-hmm. goes right to my chest as it should. And my, my hands and feet get very cold. Yeah. So you can do the move like they do in Batman. Well, which Batman was it where he's like in the Himalayas or whatever, and he's like, "Stop rubbing your hands. You should be rubbing your chest." That's Wakanda forever. <laughs> he's like, "You should be." <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm doing Wakanda, <laughs> yeah, Wakanda forever. <laughs> but like the guy in the movie, he's like, "You should be rubbing your chest to keep warm because that's where you want." He's like, 
forget about your hands and feet. I don't know. Oh. That's a weird random story from that movie. <laughs> so wow. one thing I took away from that Christian Bale. Batman well, good, flick. good. <laughs> the rest yeah. was trash. Yeah, no, I, I one learned piece to throw of like a smoke bomb and disappear. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I remember. Some far more useful information. Yeah. Also burned as long the as... mansion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And fear gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Always keep a supply <laughs> of mansions and gas. Of mansions and gas. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's what you need to be happy, really. You know, I, yeah. I think that's it. That's the key. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so we were talking about. Uh, yeah, Stanley for, Steamer yeah, Hotel. Yeah, F. O. Stanley. Uh, so he and his wife, uh, they they live like a little ways down, but they've got this hotel. And over the years, it's become this haunted attraction, and it's most famous uh, because uh, Stephen King was inspired to write The Shining after staying there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd gone right after their busy season, and so it was just him and his wife in this hotel. And he was trying to figure out what, with The Shining, he had apparently a, a different idea. He was thinking like a, a haunted amusement park kind of a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's, uh, and so the story goes, it's just him and his wife. They're the only ones in this hotel. And maybe he hears children playing in the hallway. Maybe he wakes up and sees the carpet kind of moving. Uh, uh, I, I think that he, he said that he ended up going to bed and having this uh, nightmare about his kid getting chased by a fire hose. And it like started him awake. Oh. So he goes to the window, smokes a cigarette. And by the time he's done with the cigarette, he's got the bones of The Shining in his head. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, so The Shining was inspired by the hotel the hotel the stanley now the overlook hotel is supposed to not be like any other hotel but it's clearly inspired because room 217 that's the room he stayed in mm-hmm. uh so when kubrick did the hotel uh he did a hotel in oregon that was the the place that they shot it oh, okay they, maybe that's they, where i got the northwest yeah idea and from. The, yeah and then they used a uh, sound stages and i think in like england to do the rest of it uh I could be totally wrong on that. <laughs> Sound stages for a lot of them. It's okay. Facts don't matter anymore. They don't matter. Fake news. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but uh, the hotels were like, well, you can't use room 217 because that's going to really upset people. So they changed to room 237 for the movie. But 217 is the room that Stephen King stayed at, at the Stanley. And so it's the most requested room Naturally. that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it all goes into The Shining. It all kind of goes back to The Shining uh, for for them because like that's that's their claim to fame. Uh, and in '97, because King famously was not thrilled with Kubrick's vision of The Shining. Uh, oh, okay, really? And like Jack Nicholson's uh, uh, portrayal of the, the the caretaker. So when he got a little bit more control uh, when the the TV movie was made. Yes, that one I do remember yeah, watching. Yeah, it was like 97, I think. With Rebecca DeMone. Yes. And Louis Gossett Jr. They shot that at the Stanley Hotel. Oh, okay. So if you go to like the bottom floor of the Stanley, there's all kinds of pictures of memorabilia and stuff from that movie and, and then being there to, to shoot all that. I say movie. It's a, I guess it's a TV show, TV movie. Yeah, yeah. Made for TV movie. Maxi series. Yes. They had a bunch of like they had like a bunch of like names for that in like the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I said Louis Gossett Jr., but he was in the original. I don't know I don't think he was in the the T V movie one. 
I, I don't know. But um, I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, I, re- I think I saw that one before I saw the original. Yeah, and when I finally watched the original, I was just so bored. <laughs> it's so boring. But it's so like it's it's it's. Kind I know, of... I know. Stanley Kubrick's a genius. He's so smart. I mean, I wasn't gonna say that. I just feel like that is such an iconic movie clearly for Stephen King to be like Ugh, it was crap it's very disappointing well I don't think you're wrong I think it's like on AFI's top 100 movies of all time oh, I'm sure I'm sure I mean it's a well shot movie I think it's very good to it's very good cinematically to look yeah. at it has a lot of great imagery and images to it and um, Jack Nicholson is like uh, amazing like, oh yeah like he's totally like just in it to win it. Shelly Duvall is Shelly Duvall. And... Oh, sweet Shelly Duvall. <laughs> sweet Shelly So Duvall. is it weird that like Shelly Duvall to me is always going to be olive oil and Popeye? Oh my is gosh. Is that weird? No, because mine's even weirder. So my Shelly Duvall will always be um, fairy tale theater that used to come on like it was either HBO or Showtime. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I have no about? idea what that is. It was Shelly Duvall's. I'm pretty sure it was Shelly Duvall's fairy tale theater. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Welcome to Fairy Tale Theater. And it was either on HBO or Showtime, and they would get um, famous actors of the time. This is probably like early 90s, late 80s. Oh, wow. To recreate fairy tale stories. And there was one, they did a version of Cinderella with Matthew Bodrick and, oh, what is her? Jessica Beals from Flashdance? Is that the right Jessica? I don't, I don't I know. I always get I'm, Beals I'm and Bales mixed Like, you're mixed taking up. me on this journey, the woman and from I'm Flash, happy to go. <laughs> the woman from Flashdance was Cinderella, and Matthew Broderick was the prince. And that has been, like, probably one of my top favorite Cinderella versions of Cinderella. I used to watch it religiously. Like, it was one of those movies as a kid that you just had on VHS tape, and you played over and over until your amazing. parent, like, threw the tape in the trash, just all the down amazing. low. But yeah, that's how I know Shelley Duvall. I always relate her to that, and clearly no one ever knows what I'm talking about. I have no idea, but I'm I'm so excited to learn about this. Yes, I probably have the VHS in my storage closet right now. <laughs> we can take it out and try to watch it somehow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anybody who owns a VCR, but... <laughs> I just got rid of my TV that had a VCR a few years ago. I mean, like we live ago. in the future. I'm sure we can figure something out. Oh, yeah. They make, like, single, like, por- small... VCRs now, I think, just for people who are like in homes and don't know how to use DVDs. Yeah, you know, only streaming. people mm-hmm. who are still watching VCR. But yeah, yeah. But I think I, I think I actually read the book, The Shining, before I saw either of them. Oh, really? Actually, that's a lie. I definitely saw the miniseries first, and then later on, I read the book. And somewhere in between, I read, I saw the original movie or the Jack Jack Nicholson movie. So I've done all three. I have the trifecta. But that's I remember amazing. reading that book and being kind of freaked out it's yeah, definitely no, a creepy it's, book yeah it's it is yeah yeah for sure i mean i've not read it but i i feel like it's creepy yeah i feel and like people tell me stories and i'm like oh that's creepy I can't yeah and that. it's always kind of i feel like this the story i think it's in the book where the hedge animals or something about the hedges always moving mm-hmm. like he would turn around and it was kind of like a blinking angels isn't it weeping like rose angel. red oh i love rose red yeah, isn't that like a rose red thing where the house is always like moving built, and changing, moving and changing and building itself? Kind of like that with the hedge. Yeah, hedge maze. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can't really ever find your. And then there's like the hedge animals that kind of like sneak up on you slowly yeah. when you're not looking. 
Okay, so that's that should be like like make a note to put like the the Winchester house in. I love the Winchester house. Yeah, that should be. Oh, someone be, has to do the Winchester house. Yeah, that's house. gonna be new, new podcast. So like, like put a pit a pin in this yes. audience. Yes. Oh, it's coming. Right. I, that might be like one where I'm drunk myself and tell it because <laughs> I absolutely love the Winchester house. So when Rose read that miniseries yeah. came out, I was all about it. All right, so you know, call me in and I'll host that one and you be okay. the guest and you do you do Rose Red. Okay, that's right. I've actually been there. Have you been to the house? The Winchester no, house? No. It, oh, no, no, save it, save it. Okay. You got to save okay. it all for the podcast. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Sorry, back to the Stanley Hotel. Okay, so the Stanley Hotel. <laughs> so uh, my wife and I went to the Stanley Hotel for our baby moon. Have, do you know baby moon is yes i do yeah yeah but so. for for people who don't know yeah yeah so it's you're about to have a baby and it's your last vacation before you have a child <laughs> before you're, you never go on vacation yeah, again yeah it's it's your last <laughs> chance to have some fun so so my wife was like all right i'm full of child we are going to go on an adventure and don't worry about it i've got it all figured out you're just coming along. Nice. I'm going on an adventure, and you're you're my you're my partner on this. You're my like friend. this baby. You you're just like, have a small part to play. Yeah, yeah. you're my <laughs> luggage, basically. Uh, and so we went to Denver, and then we popped up, I drove up to Estes Park, and went to the Stanley. And it is it's like a, a regal hotel. It looks beautiful, and you know it's. I think I imagine it before it was kind of built up around because there's like this kind of like strip mall culture uh, that's gross. built around it, you know? Yeah. But I kind of, I try to imagine it as it was before all that kind of popped up. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you look out the windows and you don't really see that. Uh, the, at least the windows where we were, you know, we were, we were on the second floor of the same, and we were right down the hall from room 217. And you're sitting in the room, and it's kind of a rustic room. Uh, and you look at the windows, and like you just see trees, and everything's so beautiful and snow covered. And everyone's just kind of like as happy as you can be when you're cold. <laughs> they had a bar that was just a wall of whiskey. Nice dream come just, true. Oh my gosh, it was like so many options. For whiskey and a lot of Colorado whiskeys and bourbons and rice and yada 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 just a lot a lot to go through uh so they offer a ghost tour twice or three times a day several times a day they have a ghost tour uh, and we we're like well we got to do that um, and we went up in the mountains at one point did tour of the mountains and got to see like frozen streams and uh, that was part where i got so cold i couldn't feel my <laughs> extremities uh and then that night we we went back and we took the ghost tour and the ghost tours it's fascinating because you get to see a little it's it's mainly like a tour of the estate mm -hmm. uh, so you've got your main estate uh you've got a concert hall uh, and so that's where you go. You kind of start in the main estate you go to the concert hall and so the concert hall i guess was a gift from uh, Stanley to his wife. Okay. Flora, I think her name was. And she was a big music fan. And so people, like, they would have guests come in and, you know, perform for, like, a, you know, nice audience. Uh, and so it's been said that you can hear music because there's a grand piano sitting on the stage that you could hear music coming from the concert hall and there's no one there. Uh, and so we go into the room and we're all like, we've all got our camera phones going. 
because we're like, oh, let's see if we can find some orbs. Because mm-hmm. like that's what they say. Like if you see an orb, ah, that's a ghost. <laughs> Uh, and you're like, well, it could be dust. No, right. no, no, it's no, not no, dust. No. It's never it's, dust. It's not dust. It's totally a ghost. It's definitely 100% ghost. Hundred <laughs> percent ghost. And I'm not getting anything. Like my pictures all would just look very clear, dull, dull and crappy. <laughs> just nothing. Uh, and so we we go down to the stage, and the the tour guy's like, oh my gosh, you guys, if anyone knows how to play piano, I know Flora loves piano. So if anyone can play piano, that'd be really wonderful. And yes, and that's kind of how she talked. Like she talked exactly how you'd expect someone who's hosting ghost tour to talk. <laughs> and at this point, I think half of the people on the tour were like stoned. <laughs> like I think like some people like openly just like smoking. I mean, because it was legal then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just still legal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like just openly smoking, uh, smoking joints, <laughs> smoking bowls. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I get up and I sit down at the piano and I just. Uh, like Moonlight Sonata, that feels appropriate. So I start playing Moonlight Sonata, and this this one guy like yelled out some kind of stoned uh, <laughs> thing, like oh, it's creepy and inappropriate, you know, whatever they yeah. yell. Yeah, <laughs> whatever stone people yell. <laughs> yeah, whatever stone people yell. Uh, and so as so my wife is taking pictures, and she's taking pictures of me playing playing at this this piano, and it's a beautiful piano, uh, and I just played for like a not long, maybe like less than a minute and then i was like yeah i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm kind of creeped out and uh and my wife runs up and she's like look and there's a picture on the phone and there's like me and like i'm i'm standing or i'm I'm sorry i'm sitting i'm sitting and i'm playing and i'm playing and playing and all of a sudden like the next picture there's a shadow of a woman on the wall behind me and the next picture is gone shut up it's clearly like the thing like she's been like just like hitting yes rapid flash yeah and then like nothing, nothing, nothing. Shadow, nothing. <gasps> and I was like, oh, "You got, you got to send that to me." She's like, "I'm going to." <laughs> and then like she like dropped her phone in the toilet the next day. Oh and, no! Like, wiped the phone. So <gasps> no. there's no evidence of that. So what? Because that's how that goes. Of right? course, the ghost did it. The ghost totally dropped the phone in the toilet. That happened to me uh, uh, in New Orleans. This is a sidebar. Uh, there was this. Uh, did did you watch American Horror Story oh, when yeah. they were in New Orleans, mm-hmm. in that house that that uh, oh, the God. house with the Lullery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mansion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That so bitch. we went to that mansion, and there when we took a bunch of pictures uh, outside of that, and I had this picture that was like a bunch of smoke, like because like we stood there like with a tour for like twenty minutes, nothing, 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 nothing. Then all of a sudden, ever at the same time, we're goes whoa, <laughs> and we got like a bunch of orbs and like smoke and stuff all at once, and then nothing. Uh, and I was like, I was like, Ashley, I'm my wife. I'm like, Ashley, we got to hold on to this, hold on to this, hold on to this. And we got back to the room and like all the pictures are gone except for that one. No, wait, that's not right. Strike that. Reverse it. All the pictures <laughs> are there except for that one. That picture was gone. What? So it was the same thing. Like we get the picture of like, a, like the spooky shadow at the Stanley and it's gone. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's fine. No one's going to believe that. That's kind of weird. And it doesn't mean anything anyway, right? So we go through the tour and we go down uh, under the uh, concert hall and, and the tour guy's like, oh, well, here, this is where so-and-so lives. She she was uh, on tour with so-and-so, but she passed away and, and her, her spirit stayed here. And at this point, like, dudes are, like, openly mocking this whole thing. Aww. And so, like, you know, it's... 
yeah, it's it's rude, but also kind of just demoralizing and like, <laughs> just play along, you dummies. You know, we're we're trying to you know like you paid ghosts. to be here. Yeah, and and what so one thing that they do at the Stanley with the ghost is that they give everyone a sucker. You know, a dum dum is like a little little sucker, and you put okay. it sucker side down in your hand so the stem is sticking straight up and you hold it in your hand right and you balance it and they say if a ghost comes up they'll knock the sucker over and so you got a bunch of dummies like me walking around holding (laughs) suckers waiting for a ghost to knock it over Uh, so we go back in uh, we go uh, through like the the billiards room uh, where there's supposed to be some kind of a supernatural thing, and no one sees anything. We go into the next room, which is another like uh, ballroom, and they show us a like a flag, and they're like, "Our right, on this flag, this new flag went up in 2008, and as you can see over the years, uh, Mr. Stanley's face has begun to appear in the flag." Oh, and you're like, "I don't think. Uh, I guess. I guess it looks like a face." Uh, it's like Mary and your toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. And so we're kind of going through, and and it just feels kind of it's a it's not a letdown, but it's uh, it's not up to the hype. Yeah, yeah. It's not up to the hype. Like you didn't see a ghost, so you're kind of like, oh well. Well, what do you expect, right? You yeah. expect to see a ghost every ghost tour? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. No, of course not. No, certainly. <laughs> Like I, I wish, I wish that that be that makes a lot of things easier. Yeah. I guess. Uh, so, so we're. But uh, it was a nice tour. It was a very nice tour, and the lady who was the guide was she was very nice. Uh, and and my wife walk, and I walk up more like thank you because and and also I could feel like she she was kind of put upon like she had a bunch of stone dudes who were just mm. being real jerks, and you know she's just there to to tell people how to commune with the dead. I mean, just let her do her job, right? <laughs> Uh, the poor lady, I felt really bad. And so, uh, my wife and I walk up and we're like, Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. We really enjoyed ourselves. You're a very good tour guide. <laughs> and she goes, thank you so much. And she grabs my wife like on the shoulder and she's like, just so you know, your energy is amazing. And she like gestures to her stomach. She's like this, this energy here would play so well on the fourth floor with the children. What? Go to the fourth floor and you'll find two chairs facing each other in the hallway. Sit in those chairs and speak to the children. And I suspect that they will speak back. And like she disappears like a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. So Wait, she really said all that? She said all that. Yeah, no, seriously. Seriously. No. She said all that. Why? What? And so she like she she like leaves, and my wife and her are like, "Well, we got to do this. Like, we hundred percent have to do this." So we go to the bar where they've got the wall of whiskey, and I had uh, I I bought a uh, an old fashioned, mm-hmm. and it was delicious. I love them. And and she got uh, a glass of water. She's pregnant. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> it's and like so, ugh, boring. Yeah, oh, but no, she's pregnant. Boring. Got it. <laughs> so uh, so we go uh, we go to the fourth floor. Go to the fourth floor, and we find the two love seats facing each other, like she said. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she said they're love seats, but they were love seats. Uh, and they're facing each other in this hallway. And so I sit down in one, and she sits down in the other. And I get at the sucker, and I put it in my hand, and I balance it on my hand. And she gets out her phone and puts on the camera. 
and we start talking to children like you talk to children like like hey how's it going how are you guys great i hope you guys are having a great night do you guys like trains trains are so fun do you guys play in the snow all ghost children love trains (laughs) i don't know like i don't know how old they are like trains are fun choo-choo trains who doesn't like choo-choo trains i don't know and i imagine like if they're from like the 40s like choo-choo that's all you gotta be like so amazing like do you guys see those choo-choo trains (laughs) holy cow like they're just moving as if by by magic so you're like you like trains you like snow do you make snowmen oh snow's amazing and we talk and so at this point ash, ash and I we're just talking like we're just talking back and forth uh and it's kind of it's kind of fun we're just having a nice time and maybe maybe 10 minutes passes maybe 15 and uh and i feel something in my hand i look down and the the sucker is in my hand and i've got it balanced and so the the stem is is facing up and i've got the the candies in, in the palm of my hand and it kind of shakes and it falls over and it stops itself halfway and it just starts spinning no. clockwise and it's spinning and i'm pointing i'm pointing at it and ashley's like she's got her phone and she drops it and she's <gasps> trying to get her phone to take a picture of it and it spins it spins it spins it makes a full rotation and then it falls out of my hand shut up and ashley's like get the fuck out of the chair <laughs> And she physically pulls me out of the chair. And and it's okay if I swear. Yes. Okay. And she pulls me out of the chair and she puts the sucker in her palm and she goes, Take pictures. <laughs> and so I, I take her place and I get I get her phone and I I get the camera ready and we start again. And nothing. And we and we're talking, we're talking, and we're talking to kids and talking to kids like yeah, you know, we're we're imagining how you talk to kids. I mean, we're at this point we're not parents. We don't know how to talk to right, children. Right. <laughs> and uh, you like gladiator movies? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and one of the kids was named Michael. I remember there was a kid named Michael, and so we're like talking to Michael. Uh, we're trying to like remember the names that she told mm-hmm. us because she gave us like a couple of names, and um, and we're sitting there and nothing, nothing, and like ten minutes later, nothing, and I'm like. I think what was going to happen happened. She's like, oh, okay. So we get up and we thank the children. We're like, thank you guys so much. Thank you for playing with us. Have a great night and afterlife, I guess. <laughs> and we get up and we leave. And we walk over to the elevator. It's one of the old timey elevators. It's got like the yes. chain link sliding. Love it. Chain thing. So we get the on gate. the elevator. The gate. Thank you. We get on the elevator, and we look at each other and we go. Did that just happen? And then her hand, she still had the sucker. It fell over. And then it stood back up. And then the gate closed. And that was our Estes Park supernatural thing. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's bonkers. Like, so that was was where we're like, oh, okay, there's something going on here at the Stanley. Stanley's a little bit spooky. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got back to our room and we're like, we're like, oh, and we're just like amped up. We're like, ooh, spooky stuff's happening here at the Stanley. We're like, I wonder if anything spooky is going to happen in our room. And then, and then uh, my wife's like, look, and I see something moving and I jump and it's just a mouse. (laughs) It's just a dumb mouse was in our room. Which is an infestation. Just a regular old mouse. It wasn't even. A ghost at all. Wait, so, one, I don't know if I would stay 
after that encounter. Pretty sure I definitely would not stay after mice are in my room. Well, it wasn't like mice. It was just a mouse. It was singular <laughs> mouse. But still, most people, like, you check into a hotel and you find a mouse or mice. And you're kind of like, oh, maybe I want my money back. Let's find somewhere. I don't somewhere. know. It's, it's an old haunted hotel. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, that... And it's cold outside. Like, that <laughs> mouse deserves thing. to be warm. Honestly, I would have been more upset if it was, like, a, a roach. A mouse, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah. can you, like, And it had a clothes? really long tail with, like, a little furry ball at the end. Ooh. It was like a Pokemon. It was more <laughs> a, I, think was, I think we saw a Pokemon. It wasn't even a mouse. It was a Pokemon <laughs> that lives in that hotel. There's definitely a water Pokemon with a yeah. little ball at the end of its yeah, tail so, that looks that, like a mouse. Yeah, and that's what it is. It lives <laughs> at the Stanley. So if you're, if you got to catch them catch all. <laughs> yeah. Grab your Pokeball and head to the Stanley. <laughs> It's that's, a very big, hot Pokemon that, ground. Yeah, no, that's my recommendation. You're going to have all the people who are still playing Pokemon Go yeah. running up to the Stanley Hotel. Gotta to... catch them all. <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, I know too many people who still play that game. No, it's fine. I, I've got nothing against it. I mean, that game just got to be too hard. Yeah, it was really... Like, I only had one park near my house when it came out that I could go to. There was, like, two parks and so it was definitely the same Pokemon all the time. And then the park had really crappy reception for some reason. So my phone didn't even work half the time I was in the park. And I didn't have the kind of dedication to go to new places. Well, and they and want you to be friends with a bunch of people. And yeah. And meet no, up with those friends. Happen. It's not going to happen. Like, yeah, I'm not going to indoctrinate my friends into Pokemon. Although I am pretty sure I was driving to a rehearsal one day. And this was not long after the game came came out. And I saw a group of people. They were maybe late 20s to mid 30s. And they were all on their phones. And they were all kind of like walking in a group. And I was like, huh. And so I pulled up the game on my phone. And of course, there was like a gym right there. And I was like, okay. So y'all are out like in broad daylight in this large group of like 10 or 12 playing Pokemon Go. Nerds. As adults. Yeah, I was like, that's a little... And apologies to the people I know who still currently play that who are adults and who actually literally they do know. go around. No, they know. They <laughs> I love walk you out. All. They walk out and they've got a little bit of shame. They're like, <laughs> I'm a confident adult playing Pokemon, but also I know that this is weird. Well, I know we both know one person who does, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a lovely person. Hey, but his Pokemon know, addiction is a little... You know what? If you love Pokemon, like, who am I to say that that's wrong? It's true. There's a, a saying, there's a podcast I listen to, and they say, I won't yuck your yum. Which basically is like, I won't poo-poo on the things that make you happy. I won't yuck your yum. That's a catchphrase I'm never going to say again. No, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. My uh, nephew has a really great catchphrase that I'm trying to get to catch on. It's, um, you're a bum in my butt. <laughs> I got a coworker who's got a catchphrase. He says, "Why is that?" <laughs> and that's his catchphrase. Is it like you watch too much Family Matters growing up? Yeah, no. He thinks it's a really strong catchphrase. Oh, poor baby! Like all the time, all the time. You know, because like you're in the office and someone does something dumb, and you're like, "Let me vent, 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 vent," and he turns and he goes, "Why is that?" Wow. I feel yeah. like he watched a little too much Seinfeld. Oh, he loves Seinfeld. There you go. That's there where it go. comes from. Because Seinfeld go. have that 
What is it? Whip. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay, that's my Seinfeld. <laughs> Wasn't that early Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It was all very observational comedy, but yeah. it all started with that one line of like, what is it with blah, blah, blah. Bagels. What's the deal with glass? You can yeah, see exactly. through it, but you can't breathe it like air. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's Seinfeld's biggest that bit. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Stop it, Seinfeld. So are there famous, um, do you know like what the most famous kind of hauntings, like is the actual hotel, or, like clearly the actual hotel is really haunted, but like yeah, what's well, the like? No, it's it's uh, in terms of like hauntings, I don't know. Uh, that's the thing. It's like no one talked about like, oh, specifically like, Oh, so and so was murdered in this hotel. Oh, see, that's all the good stuff. I think that it's just one of these things where it just stuff accumulates. People accumulate, and spiritual energy accumulates. Mm. So it seems the stairwells. There are a lot of. That's where a lot of people get pictures of ghosts. Is on the stairs. Okay. On the front stairs, uh, and recently, like in the last year, there was a, a a big deal that someone found got a picture of like this phantom dude standing on the stairs watching people come in i think i feel like stairs is a recurring theme for a lot of hauntings because i know there's a few like stories and when you go they're like "Ooh, if you look at the pictures online they're in the stairwell they're over by the stairwell or they always heard balls or steps up and down the stairs i wonder if stairs are like a literal passageway or portal to something else yeah and it seems like stairway to heaven oh there you go (laughs) It seems like for haunted places, a lot of haunted places I hear about are places where there's a lot of emotion spent. Mm-hmm. So, like, theaters are haunted, yeah. and hotels are haunted, and you get some houses that are haunted. But you don't really get a lot, you don't hear about, like, you know, St. Presbyterian Hospital, super haunted. <laughs> there are ghosts everywhere in that hospital. You never hear that, right? Unless it's like an asylum, like an old asylum. Yeah, an old asylum. Where like it was torturous. Yeah, like psych wards or whatever. But like you don't hear about, you know, places that like they're like, oh, that's that's old Joe's hospice. (laughs) Full of ghosts. You don't ever hear that. And so I don't think it's. Or the trailer park is real haunted. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily about uh, people dying there. I think that it's about like a lot of emotion that's spent. Mm. And I think that, yeah, so a psych ward. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of emotion that's spent or uh, like I said, a theater theater. A lot of emotion is spent. Yeah. And I think that there's something maybe to that uh, rather than just someone dying in the place gotcha that that's not that's my perspective on it no that's we'll take that as fact it's okay. absolute truth great anything said on this podcast is absolute truth. no great. just kidding well. just kidding please take everything with a grain of salt <laughs> i do not want to be sued um so what okay so i'm really intrigued by the dum dum candy was did she explain why like dum dums? Is that like something very specific? Is it was just specific think, to the children or was no? I it... think it's easy to balance in your hand. Oh, okay, it's gotcha. just it's just because their like, wrappers are very kind of like yeah. It's a cheap thing that's easy to balance in your hand, <laughs> and it's like a gimmick. It's an economical device to well, and ghost. I think it's I think it's one of the things that like all right. So if this gets knocked over, well, people are gonna you know be stoned apparently and they're gonna <laughs> trip and it's gonna fall over and be like oh my gosh a ghost knocked it over uh, i don't think that they get many stories where the things spin in people's hands yeah that seems to be um 
a least a less likely occurrence. Yeah. So that was. Yeah. So I I think that's probably what it is. It's just like that's kind of probably a little tradition they started there, and it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And. I, th- I think that our our experience with that is probably not typical. That's so crazy. Did, was there was like any other like the stereotypical cold spot? Did you feel anything no. else while it was happening? No, 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 none of that. Huh. I mean, maybe. Right. I mean, you were things... you were you were still frostbitten from your. Eyes. I was frost. I was frostbitten. Your hand was already cold. <laughs> there was a lollipop spinning in my hand. Like, what more do I need? This is true. Like, I don't need, like, an apparition to, like, show up, like, spinning it, like, do you like it when I spin your lollipop? You know, that was, I don't need that. That's because <laughs> I'm old-timey. Oh, by the way, that's how old-timey children talk to me. <laughs> like a weird they're, old they're, version they're, of Willy Wonka. <laughs> First the lollipop falls down, then it stands back up. That's... <laughs> That's a mess. Your career in voiceover is going to take off after this. Oh, man. You should put that on your demo reel. Yeah, people are going to hire it. me. I love it. Stop. It's really get, good. Get me in your booth. <laughs> cartoon people. Cartoon people. Uh, it's anime. Thank you. It's not there cartoons. Anime, okay. there you go. Be very specific about that. Okay, thanks. Uh, love that. But, yeah, so that was that was uh, that time at the Stanley. So it's... Uh, I mean, it's fascinating. It's, and like I said, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful hotel. So I would recommend everybody go and check it out. Even if you don't see a ghost, you will not have enough oxygen. <laughs> and it's very pretty. You're likely to hallucinate a ghost even if so, there's not one right. because your brain is deprived of right. oxygen. So what more do you need? I mean, it sounds great. No, it, it, it was weird. it was beautiful. Like I, I'd recommend everybody go to the Stanley. It was really wonderful. We yeah, had a great time. I know a couple of people have been, and yeah, I don't think they had the same ghost stories or not that I've heard so far. But definitely that it's just very serene and picturesque, and a really great stay. And it is, yeah, yeah. They do a great job there, and everyone there was really sweet. So awesome. But also, it's haunted. It's super haunted. So haunted. Oh gosh. Well, and it's okay. weird. You walk in the lobby. And they've got, like, the original Stanley Steamer, like, steam-powered car in there or mm. something. But they've also got, like, the twins from The Shining. They've got, like, a like a wooden cutout oh, of them. And you, like, <laughs> with holes so you can put your faces in so you can be what? the twins. And I'm like, uh, this, this, no, I don't like that. That's a bit much. Yeah. I mean, as long as you didn't see, like, blood coming from... No, they're like I opened the elevator, no Nothing. blood, no blood poured out. <laughs> Nothing at all. Yeah. That's disappointing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is like, it worth it if it's not going to like shower blood on you from the elevators? I don't know, man. Like, it's hard enough to clean like a spot of blood out of your clothes. Can you imagine <laughs> like, like a whole flood of blood coming at you? No. Those clothes just, are ruined. Yeah, you can't no, even give them the goodwill. Them. <laughs> like, they don't even want it. They're like, is that blood over the whole clothing? <laughs> no. There's not enough bleach yeah. in the world to get that out. Burn them. Burn them. I mean, that's what most criminals try to do, don't they? They like try to burn their bloody clothes. Didn't Lizzie Borden do that? I think so. Uh, I mean, but she was acquitted. So She was acquitted, but she was also rich. She uh, was rich AF. Rich privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because her dad was rich because he was an undertaker. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was an undertaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He before. was an undertaker who uh, was uh, 
would use suspicious means to fit bodies into Ooh. coffins and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Well, goodness. Boy, Lizzie Borden, yeah. that That's a kooky thing. So, you know I work in auctions, right? Yes. Well, I know that. Our, our listeners probably don't. Oh, uh, I, I work at a, an auction house. And that was one of the first things I saw when I came to work was... Uh, they give they give tours mm-hmm. uh, to walk you through the different departments and introduce you to people, and uh, one of the guys was like, "Yeah, I'm working with uh, this collection. Uh, that's uh, Lizzie Borden's clock over there, and it's got blood on it from uh, her her parents." Sold for a buck. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> You're allowed to sell that? Shouldn't that be in evidence somewhere? <laughs> Should we be swapping that for DNA?" Yeah. What are you, you can't sell that. <laughs> and we did sell it, and it sold for like $600. Like, oh, that's cheap. Like, really? no one, that's yeah, it? no one, like, I guess, like, people are like, I don't want that. Old, old news. It's, Lizzie it's, Borden is so early 20th century. That, that clock may not work, and also it's covered in blood. <laughs> but the whole, like, nonchalant way he described, no, that's Lizzie Borden's clock. It's covered in blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, very... you just, you get jaded, though. Like, in the auction business, you see so many things. Like, really? you just get jaded. Oh, yeah. Like, we walk through one of our facilities, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a guillotine that was used in the French Revolution. Uh, and that's a couch that Marilyn Monroe had sex on. And, and just walking through, and people are just pointing stuff out, and you're like, what mind-blowing stuff do you have in this place? Is this is this secured? Is this like a secure bunker? Or you, you that know? sounds so amazing. They should get yeah. tours of the auction house. Do they? Uh, no. Oh, that's because, sad. Because yeah, our insurance wouldn't allow it. Oh, boo. Insurance. No, no, it was it's it's amazing, like the stuff that people have held on to. Oh, now I'm really sad that I didn't get the job there when I applied. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Remember, you like tried to help me get. Oh, I did. I did get yeah. hired there. Yeah. No, it's it's for the best. It's uh. I don't know. I don't know why. It just it always is. It's always just for the always best, for right. The best. No, absolutely. All things happen in time and for a reason. So I think so. For sure. Sure. So yeah. So do you think? Um, so I find it very, very creepy that the lady referenced your baby, and I won't say your baby's name on on air. Um, about oh yeah, the energy like oh yeah, no, she was very clear. Like she was like, "Lady, you are full of a baby, <laughs> and you're being full of a baby makes you a child ghost magnet." Well, do you know like that's that's actually like a I don't well maybe she was drawing from the fact that it's a thing. I don't know if uh your wife experienced that like small children wanting to always be around her while she was pregnant no really i mean not that i'm aware i mean maybe she did and she never gave that information to me yeah because i feel like that's that's sort of like a thing or an old wives tell or whatever but if for pregnant women i feel like very frequently small children are more drawn to them of course living children i'm talking about yeah, not, yeah, the, yeah, not the yeah. dead ones not the ghost um but like they're more drawn to them for whatever reason and you have kind of like two categories, either the children who like just really want to be around you because you're pregnant and they're kind of like just they maybe don't ex- understand because it's like young or like five and under like they just don't right. understand that you're pregnant and what's going on. But they feel that energy. And then there's the children who like want nothing to do with you. And they're just kind of like, you know, kind of how like dogs can sense if you're evil right. or not. But so I feel like that's so weird. And it makes sense, though, then in that case that a spirit child would be drawn to someone. And you hear like, I think I hear a lot that of with other ghost stories where if the person's a mother and they're in a, 
or even just a woman, um, and they're in a place where there's a lot of child spirits. Right. The child spirits are drawn to them and they'll like feel the child holding their hand or like being near them or wanting to get a hug from them. So that's so creepy though. So here's my question. If that's the case, why did the thing spin in my hand and not in hers? Why did the ghost play with me first? Yeah. I know. Are you like, are you like fun dad? Are you disciplinarian dad? Oh no, I'm I'm so fun. <laughs> Maybe they were picking up like, like I'm 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 great. <laughs> like I'm great. Like I'm 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 not speaking that turn here. I'm sure if my kid was here, he'd be like, "Daddy is great," <laughs> and it's true. Yes, <laughs> so humble too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's two things I can tell you. A, I have fantastic hair. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> B. I'm a terrific dad. Super fun. Mm-hmm. I believe both of those things. Yeah. Uh, mommy, though, she's the one who's like, put that down. Stop running with that in your mouth. Go to bed. Like looking at the general health and welfare of the child as opposed yeah. to. Whereas I'm like, you keep that in your mouth as long as you want to, honey. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it's been. If it makes you happy. It's a spring you, Joy. Yeah. You just chew on that until you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, uh, I feel like a very dad approach to yeah. <laughs> child rearing. <laughs> that's that's how I roll. It's very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I just, I don't know. I'd feel so creepy. So does uh, your child, have they had any experiences that you could maybe, like, that you've noticed? Because I know they say, like, child or, children are very good conduits. Oh, yeah, like yeah, the, seeing... and, and they said it all the time, and I have been very aware of that, and I've been watching for it, mm-hmm. and I've decided that that's not happened. Okay. Because, like, he'll point to stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. No, he just really likes the wall. <laughs> you know? It, it just, it, it never turns out that it's like a ghost it's thing. It's ghost, yeah. Well, and our house just, our house is just not haunted. Mm-hmm. We just, we just don't have like spiritual energy in our house and i mean it's it's an old house it's a really old house is you know 100 years old but like it's been gutted and torn out so many times mm. i think like whatever like spiritual residue like psychic energy was in there it's just been blown out yeah you know so now it's it's kind of a blank slate gotcha that we're putting on it you, you mentioned, um, and this has like nothing to do with anything we were just talking about. So, um, <laughs> but when you just said like the psychic energy, it made me think of what we were talking about earlier, like what a ghost may be. And I thought of how you hear stories of specifically like twins mm-hmm. or like multiple children and or parents or people who are like very deeply bonded or in love. They'll be like, I just knew. Mm-hmm. Or I just got this feeling like at the mm-hmm. same time that they were in trouble or they were sick or that they had died or, you know, they were hurt. Um, and so, I mean, I feel like if we recognize that that's a possibility, that kind of intuition. Yeah. That we're definitely saying that there is some sort of psychic energy that goes out and that links us all that may be residual. Sure. And kind of explain why there's spirits or ghosts and whatnot. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't think that's wrong at all. Like, I I think there's a lot of stuff that's just sort of not understood. Uh, 
my last house, I used to see weird stuff. Um, there, there was uh, a family that lived there before us, and then they lived there for years and years and years. And uh, I think, I think, like you know, two people died in the house, and then the third one left. Uh, but I would see, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and I'd see a lady in the corner of our room. Uh, and this happened like two or three times. I'd wake up, and by the window. There'd be kind of a lady, and she'd be, you know, just kind of ghostly lady standing, and I was like, oh, well, that's, I'm imagining that's imaginary, and, you know, I'd go back to sleep. Uh, and one night, I wake up, uh, and I see the, the ghost lady over in the window, and she looks over, and she sees me. I'm like, oh, that's, the whoa, no. And I remember turning and closing my eyes, and I turned to my right. I felt something and I opened my eyes and I looked and she's right over me. Like mm. she's looking right at me. And I didn't know what to say. And so I said, don't look at me. <laughs> and I closed my eyes and I opened them and she was gone. <laughs> and my wife rolled over and said, don't do what? And I said, nothing. Go to bed. <laughs> And then I never saw the ghost lady again. And I feel like I hurt ghost lady's feelings. You told her. She was just watching over she was, you. I, like, she was just like, been like, what's up? Hey, I didn't know you could see me. Let's just have a conversation. I've been a ghost for a while. And I ruined it. I feel real bad about it. Could have been and, your new best friend. Well, I mean, like, I'm sure she just liked to be like, so what's going on in the world right now? Who's president? I don't know. Is it Grover Cleveland still? <laughs> so I, I kind of ruined that and I feel bad about it. That is funny. I don't I don't even like you keep. I've not had or I don't believe I've had again any like paranormal experience. Not one that's like. I would point to as being like, oh, this absolutely happened to me. You know, like yeah. I think one time I might have seen a UFO, but yeah, did I really or was it a satellite? Right. So. I just, I don't know how I would react. Like, I don't think I'd be cool at all. Or just, it's just, like the whole lollipop in the hand. I would have lost my freaking mind, I feel. Like, just like, you know what? Okay, that was great. I, I want to go home now. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm done. I don't want to stay here. I'm not, I'm not okay anymore. And especially like someone, I'm already like paranoid. And like, we were talking like having bad dreams and like right, freaky right. serial killer stuff. Like, if I woke up and someone was standing over my... Like, I've punched people in my dreams yeah, where I have physically swung. And, like, I nearly broke my wrist once doing that. Like, where I physically swung at someone who I was punching in my dream. Oh, my gosh. And I hit my headboard of my bed and, like, woke up with a really sore wrist the next morning. I feel like if I, that happened... Like, I keep a knife in my nightstand. Like, I would oh hurt my gosh. someone. Yeah, yeah, that's it'd dangerous. Be like, it'd be like Wolverine in the movie, like, the first X-Men movie where, oh, like, yeah, where stabs stab Rogue. Rogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would, that would be me. Like, I would end up, like, stabbing myself. <laughs> that's so dangerous. That is very dangerous. But... So maybe it's good that you do not see ghosts. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Crazy. I don't know. And... Yeah, the the whole ghost thing though, it's just it's so, uh, you know, what is it? Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? And you know, I've got like a couple of things, a few things that have happened, but like it's so infrequent. Yeah, you have any more like, like what else has happened to you or? 
Oh, I mean, like that's the thing is like those are those are the big things, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's it's been about though, uh, like I said, uh, opening yourself up. Like I, you know, I get open, uh, like open my perspective and try to open my perspective to, to the world and things, but like that's dangerous because you be letting in the bad. Yeah. Oh, you don't know what you're letting in. Yeah. And and so it's easier to close yourself off from the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, it's hard to know what the right thing to do is. Do you open yourself up or do you close yourself off? Yeah. And at the end of the day, one day you're going to die anyway, so what does it matter either way? <laughs> Very true. And on that note, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to thank you. For being my Thank guest you. this evening. Of course, yeah, my pleasure. For a wonderful story. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, it was. It's fun to talk about. Like, it's like a weird. It's just a weird thing. Awesome. Well, um, so is there anything that you would like to promote, either yourself or projects or places or anything? You just like keep in mind. This is like probably going to come out in September. Yeah, uh, well, about people in the future, uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna have something that I haven't told you about yet. So uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about it in, in in the future. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll probably add on a little thing to the end of these to like plug whatever you're in. So nice. I'll let you know before the episode comes out and all that. Nice. So you can get your plugs in. Oh, uh, get the plugs in. Oh, plugs, plugs. No, I just Puggy heard pugs. pugs. pugs I just yeah. heard pugs. I love pugs. Perked up. I love pugs so much. I won't hold that against you. You shouldn't. They're so adorable. Uh, okay. <laughs> I won't yuck your yum. One, 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 one. Thank you for listening to Boozed. Our theme was composed by Vincent Parrish. Sound production is done by Sydney Johnson. You can find us on social media at Boozed Pod. That's B-O-O-S-E-D Pod. If you would like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash boozedpod to make a contribution. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, get boozed. Cleaner.